It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Day 15, how do you evaluate a risk assessment? As I promised in yesterday's episode today, I want to take a look at the evaluation of your risk assessment. After you complete a risk assessment, you must then translate it into a risk profile. If your estimate of where your bribery risk is greatest is wrong, it will be an effort to address it. Ben Lockwin explained, once you have assessed risks and determined a process that includes options to resolve and manage those risks whenever appropriate, then decide the level of resources with which to prioritize them. There will always be latent risks, those which we understand are there, but we cannot chase forever. But we need to make sure we have classified them correctly. With a good understanding of each of these, we, enter, we are in a better position to speak about them, about the quality of our business. While it has been posited that FCPA violations follow a bell curve in which most employees are assumed to be responsible for most of the violations, another approach suggests the distribution pattern more closely follows a hockey stick distribution where virtually all of violations are committed by just a few people. This limited group of employees or the shaft of a hockey stick to which is a company should devote the majority of its compliance resources. With a proper risk assessment, a company can then focus its compliance efforts, such as intensive training sessions or detailed analysis of key financial transactions involving those employees with the greatest means and motive to commit a compliance violation. In the Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Program's 2019 guidance, it only provides the barest of discussions around evaluations, stating, under risk management process, what methodology has the company used to identify, analyze, and address its particular risks? How have the information and metrics informed a company's compliance programs? Another section entitled Updates and Revisions states, is the risk assessment current and subject to periodic review? Have there been any updates to policies and procedures in light of lessons learned? In the o- framework for OFAC compliance commitments, it provides greater clarity by stating in the section entitled Risk Assessments, quote, the organization has developed a methodology to identify, analyze, and address the particular risks it identifies. As appropriate, the risk assessment will be updated to account for the conduct and root causes of any apparent violations or systemic deficiencies identified by the organization during the routine course of business, for example, through testing or audit function. A way to evaluate risks as determined by the company's risk assessment is through a risk matrix. Once risks are identified, they are then rated according to their significance and likelihood of occurring and then plotted on a heat map to determine their priority. The most significant risks with the greatest likelihood of occurring are deemed a priority risk, which become the focus of your remedial efforts for continuous auditing, continuous monitoring, and indeed continuous updating. A variety of solutions and tools can be used to manage these risks going forward, but the key step is to evaluate and rate these risks. All your actions should be flowing from this risk action. So what does a 
such a ranking look like? Well, one, it can be highly likely that an event is expected to occur. Next, it can be likely with a strong possibility that the event will occur at some point. Typically, there's no history to support it. It can be possible and there is sufficient historical indicia to support it. Finally, an event can be unlikely and not expected only with the slightest possibility that it may occur. Responses to likelihood factors include the existence of internal controls, written policies and procedures designed to mitigate risks. It also includes a leadership that is capable of recognizing and preventing a compliance breakdown, a compliance failure, or even a near miss. And of course, training and awareness programs. The priority rating is the likelihood rating and ratings that reflect the significance of particular risk universe. It is not the measure of compliance effectiveness or to compare efforts, controls, or programs against peer groups. The most significant risks with the greatest likelihood of occurring are deemed to be your priority risks. These are the risks you should focus on for your compliance program as they are the most significant and should mandate or rather should command your greatest risk management efforts. You should couple this with auditing and continuous monitoring going forward. A variety of tools can be used to continuously monitor risks going forward. Consider providing employees with substantive training to guard against the most significant risks coming to pass and to keep the messages fresh and at the top of their minds. It is important to create a risk control summary that succinctly documents the nature of risk and the actions taken to mitigate it. This is the key of your risk profile. Finally, let the risk assessment and your evaluation inform your compliance program rather than letting your compliance program inform your risk assessment. I cannot emphasize enough the need to rank your risks and that your compliance program should flow from that risk ranking. So frankly, just force rank your risks, keep that ranking in front of you. From there, uh, determine what risk mitigation strategies you're going to put in place to manage the risks that you have identified. Monitor your management of those risks, continually updating your monitoring of those risks during the year. If you believe you have successfully mitigated that risk or even removed it from the risk, that can be determined in your subsequent annual risk assessment. But as a foundational document, you can clearly see the unidimensional continuum of a risk assessment to a risk profile to risk evaluation to information of your, or rather your risk management strategy, and then your monitoring of the risk management strategy going forward. So what are today's three key takeaways? Well, number one, even after you complete your risk assessment, you must evaluate those risks for your company. For a risk assessment without an evaluation and then work going forward is of no value. Number two, the DOJ and SEC are looking for a well-reasoned approach on how you evaluate your risks for your company. And three, create a risk metric, rank your risk, then remediate and monitor throughout the year as appropriate. And then rinse and recycle. Thank you for listening today. 15, 31 days 
to a more effective compliance program. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow when I take up another strategy, tactic, or pointer that you can use in your compliance program. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.